Hi, and welcome to our podcast, Inspiring Healthy Changes. I'm Lisa Blanche, naturopath and director of Gisborne Health Essentials. Today, we are going to talk about the plant-based lifestyle, a favourite topic of mine. I do have many favourite topics. This is definitely one of them because I have been a long-term vegetarian and, you know, even as a child, didn't like the idea of consuming dead animals. And so then as soon as I was an adult, that was it. I made up my mind that I wouldn't eat them anymore. And, you know, at the start, it wasn't easy. And this is going back time so now there's a lot of different options available you know you you think about it we can even get now the omega-3 in vegan options so it's the algae that the fish eat to um, receive the omega-3 we can now have access to as plant-based eaters there's so much more even collagen as well there's you know the eggshell uh, version of collagen that is now available too if you do eat Um, eggs if you're okay with that but you know there's a lot more that we can do now that we couldn't before and so it makes the option of plant-based eating and a plant-based lifestyle viable for us but we do need to make sure that we do it correctly and I work with a lot of plant-based clients absolutely love working with you guys and it's a real pleasure and an honor and You know, I notice that there are certain themes when it comes to getting this right. And I do also love talking about the specifics in terms of how it's affecting your body and impacting it and how we can work around it. It's not like, you know, you're on some diet and let's just change that diet because something else will better suit you. When it comes to plant-based for a lot of people, you can't make that change. You're not making a decision to change that in a a lot of uh, cases. And certainly I would never want you to change that. And so we really do have to work at getting this right for you. And it's super easy once you know what you're doing, but you have to know what you're doing. So today we'll go through how to do it correctly, how to do it so that you're you're full of energy and vitality and feeling great and that you're digesting your food really easily, absorbing it, but also so that you know what signs to look out for in terms of when you might need to supplement because we do need to ensure that we get everything that we need and some things are a little more difficult that doesn't mean that we can't do it though so let's get started on talking about getting the balance of food correct so it's not good enough just to uh, not have the meat and have the rest of a meal we do need to make sure that we're still getting that balance of the proteins the healthy fats and the healthy carbs and I really do mean healthy when I come to fats and carbs you know with carbs with a plant-based lifestyle we do need to make sure that we understand that the carbs for at least two meals out of three is mainly coming from your vegetables and you know you can have some root veggies make sure you're definitely having your green leafies uh and you know the other meal like say if you're having porridge in the morning or a muesli or smoothie or something that's when you'll have your fruit we don't go overboard on the fruit the vegetables are actually more important because we do need to ensure on this plant-based eating that our blood sugar is regulated really well so you can also have your whole grains they're included in your cup so like your brown rice your buckwheat 
Um, any sort of really wholesome whole grain that you need to chew is ideal. It's really important and we'll touch on that later in, in terms of chewing on a plant-based lifestyle and uh, eating. Then your healthy fats. So you've got your things like avocado and your olive oil and you've got your nuts and seeds and they're fantastic because they're also a source of protein as well. Um, and then obviously if you're vegetarian, not vegan, you can have a look at your eggs for the fats and the protein again and dairy as well if you do eat dairy. In terms of the protein, there's so many options on a plant-based life lifestyle. There's endless options, but you need to know what they are and you need to know how to cook them and, and digest them. So when we talk about proteins, it's your legumes, like your lentils, so all your different types of lentils, your red lentils, your brown lentils, your green lentils, you've got your mung beans, you've got all your different types of beans, so your kidney beans, your black beans, your butter beans, um, your mung beans, and you've got your quinoa, you've got your tofu, you've got even better than tofu, your tempeh is really good for you. Don't shy away from tofu and tempeh because they're very alkalizing to the body. Uh, they are great for you. And I love that they've got such a neutral taste because it means that you can really integrate them into any type of meal. Uh, and then obviously you've got your eggs if you're vegetarian as well. And your nuts and seeds too. And yeah, so there's lots of, lots of different options. We do need to make sure that we get that balance. So in every meal, we have a portion of your vegetables and your whole grains Vegetables should take up a fair amount of room on that plate, small amount of fats and a like palm size, potentially amount of protein. So if you have all three in a meal, it means that you're going to avoid those blood sugar issues. So you'll, they'll make you feel full and satisfied and able to wait the three to four hours it takes to digest the food before you're needing more food. You really do need to make sure that you have that time between each meal to assist with digestion. It's really important. And then remember with the three that variety is the key for maximum nu nutrients. So you're always playing around with what vegetables you're eating, what um, protein sources, what fats, etc. So that you can get a maximum amount of nutrients in any given week. Um, in terms of other carbs, so I kind of, you know, for some carbs, I call them the fillers and filler foods are okay every now and then you just don't have them all the time. So filler foods are like your white foods, I guess, like your white rice, your pasta, unless it's a uh, pasta made of legumes and then that's great. And that's included in your protein. Your bread, be really careful with bread. It's pretty easy to go overboard and fill up on the bread. And you know, if you are having bread, I love like a sourdough, gluten-free, like a buckwheat and chia kind of bread is my favorite at the moment. And so then that's still using whole grains and it's really wholesome for you. Um, your white potatoes, just don't go overboard with them. And then obviously be really careful with like biscuits and lollies and other sugar and high GI food, processed food, you know, everything in moderation, obviously. We want to come up with something that's sustainable that you can continue with. So we're not, uh, we're not saying no to having treats. We're saying yes to having a really good balance of everything though and ensuring that we fit in maximum nutrients. So you're having your nutrients first and then say morning tea, afternoon tea. If you're having something else, just make, well, 
<laughs> if you are having morning tea and afternoon tea, make sure it's three to four hours still between each meal. Uh, and, you know, anyway, all I'm saying is work it out what's right for you in terms of the balance and make sure that you're fitting your nutrients every day. Also make sure as well, I know that fasting, intermittent fasting is uh, quite common. You do need to be careful, particularly on a plant-based diet because we do need to ensure that our blood sugar is regulated really well so you're better off not skipping meals uh, that is when you start to crave the wrong foods and when everything can go belly up if you do have a certain condition that benefits from fasting such as PCOS you could just do the minimum fasting required for results and only if your blood sugar is well regulated uh, so in terms of intermittent fasting for females I wouldn't do any more than 16 hours and even with that just make sure that um, it's being regulated like it's being managed and overseen by a naturopath or um, health practitioner that knows what they're doing. So this road, the plant-based road is, you know, it does take dedication. You need to maximize your nutrient levels. Um, and if you're having too many filler meals, then you just simply won't get what the body needs. So we don't want you to miss out on nutrients um, you do need to actually consider as well, it does impact your hormones as well, um, particularly for women. So make sure that you know what signs to look out for if you're having too many like sugary or, or filler foods. Uh, so just moving along now to in terms of that's eating, ensuring that we're eating, you know, a good balance of the carbs, the proteins and the fats. But we also need to be able to absorb and utilize them. So this is when we start to talk about soaking everything. And there's a reason for this. The phytic acid in the fiber from whole grains and nuts, legumes, uh, seeds contain these chelators that bind to the minerals with a positive charge, such as iron, magnesium, zinc, and calcium. And these strong chelators don't let go. And so therefore, instead of absorbing the minerals, you'll lose some of them. So we need to soak, you can add a touch of lemon juice to assist. And then once you've soaked, you throw out the water and you thoroughly rinse. So we're soaking our nuts, our seeds, except for your, obviously your flaxseed in your chair, unless you, you're trying to make an egg replacement or chia pod or something. Um, you're soaking your lentils, your beans, and then your whole grains such as brown rice. You can soak them overnight. You can also soak them in the morning and then use them in the evening as well. That's generally enough time. And, you know, like it's just the same as, say, if you're a um, household that eats meat, the night before you're getting out the meat and dethawing it, it, it's the same thing, isn't it? You know, on the plant-based lifestyle, the night before, just before you go to bed, this is how we do it in our household. I'll have a look. I'll think about what we've eaten already for the week. Make sure I get out different um, lentils or different beans or, you know, whatever we haven't yet had for that week and then I soak it overnight and I actually do my cooking in the morning actually uh, so then I've got a cooked meal for lunch and I know that there's a meal for James when he finishes school at the end of the day that is that is the best time by the way to get nutrients into kids straight after school because that's when they're super hungry so in our household James actually ends up having two meals two dinner meals Okay, but back to discussing the plant-based eating and plant-based lifestyle. 
The second thing I wanted to mention in terms of, you know, absorbing and utilizing our nutrients is ensuring that we chew our food. And it seems so simple, doesn't it? But how many of us forget and we just, we eat too quickly. We're not there. We're not present when we're eating as well. But our digestive function is just vital and it all begins in the mouth. And that's how important it is, you know, especially we what happens on a when you've been eating plant-based if you haven't had meat for a while our stomach acid actually reduces and you know that makes sense of course because it doesn't need to cut through that steak anymore but once this reduces we can have all sorts of issues if it's not if it's not addressed so this is when we might get a bit um sensitive to the fodmap foods we might have some SIBO which is an overgrowth of the bacteria in the small intestine as food is just sitting there for way too long because we don't have those enzymes in the stomach acid to really break it up so one of the things we can do to assist this is making sure that we're chewing our food and it's staying in the mouth for longer because that is what sends a signal to our stomach to release stomach acid and to release the enzymes it tells the the digestive system to prepare for food if you do by the way start to um, get an issue with the amount of stomach acid that you have Um, some of the symptoms to look out for will be that you you feel full um, after say half a meal when you shouldn't really be feeling full but then you're hungry like 10 minutes later Um, and then you'll feel like snacking more often so having smaller meals and then it's just then that ends up with your digestive system or being compromised as well Um, you'll get more fermentation if you're doing it that way Um, You might start to get constipation as well. Constipation is a little more rare on a plant-based diet just because of the amount of fiber. You know, you think about when we went through that list of foods to get our protein from, they all contain fiber. So generally we do pretty well um, in that department. But if we do have food fermenting in the stomach because we just don't have enough stomach acid to break it down, then we are more prone to fermentation, which means wind and constipation and bloating, obviously. Uh, so, and then if we do end up down that track of our stomach function being compromised, then we're reducing the amount of iron and B12 intake because, um, uptake, sorry, because they rely on stomach function. But anyway, there's a lot that we can do about this and it really does start with the chewing and then what we were discussing earlier with just ensuring that you have the three to four hour break between meals so the digestive system can build up its juices again. You can do things like add ginger to meals uh, because this will help stimulate stomach function. Uh, Bitter foods will also stimulate digestion. Ensure that you've got adequate digestive enzymes which are actually made of zinc so we'll look at um, zinc a little later on. And obviously ensure that you seek help if this still isn't enough. Um, There are some bitter herb tinctures that I'll make up for my plant-based clients. Um, I generally will find that, you know, if I'm ever making herbs up for a a plant-based client that I'll add some bitter herbs in there. It, um, It does really support our digestion and our well-being. Um... Also do note, actually, it's not just a plant-based thing with the stomach acid reducing. It will reduce from stress, from medication, etc. as well. And just want to add there as well, a variety of fiber will also support the digestive process and keep your bacteria healthy and well. So 
Yeah, so that's all going to help. And with fiber too, you know, that's that's another thing. It's a little like um, the fiber from vegetables is like the fiber from brown rice, isn't it? You do have to chew it. All right, so we're covering quite a lot here. I hope you're keeping up, but do remember that you can ask me questions at any time by just getting in contact with Gisborne Health Essentials. Now, the other thing that we do need to do is ensure that we eat mindfully and never when we're unhappy. So this isn't just for plant-based eaters, but you know, generally for anyone, if we want our digestive system to be working optimally, we need to make sure that we listen to the nervous system and honor the nervous system in our gut. So when we are unhappy or in fight or flight mode, our rest and digest state, which is our parasympathetic nervous system state, is turned off. It's either one or the other in the body. So if it's turned off, that food that you've just consumed is going to be sitting there. And again, we're going to get some of that fermentation. We're going to get some inflammation. And this starts to cause a variety of issues for us. So ensure that you stay calm, that you're relaxed, that you breathe deeply before a meal if you need to. So say, you know, particularly people when it comes to lunch and you're in the middle of your working day or in the middle of a crazy day at home with kids, that's often the meal where we forget to sit down properly, we forget to breathe and we just get down whatever food we can. Don't do it. So make sure that you've got like a minute of just grounding yourself, settling the system uh, and then consume your food. So stay calm, stay relaxed. You know, if you have to have as well some bitter food beforehand, do that um, 20 minutes later after your meal. If you're feeling like you kind of ate and, and perhaps it wasn't the right time, have a calming tea like um, a chamomile or passion flower or tulsi, something like that that's really just going to, or lemon balm would be beautiful as well, just to settle the gut and se- settle the nervous system. And if you do find that you're, so with with this and you have been in the habit of eating when you're stressed and then your bowels are either moving too slow or too quick, make sure you address it because the longer you, that you leave these issues, um, the more inflammation that it will cause in the system. And that's when you start to get those sensitivities as well, which we just don't, don't want to have. We don't want to be bothered with all of that, you know, especially if we're already um, just having plant-based food. We don't want to then be cutting out some of those foods that are really good for us. So don't put up with loose stools or constipation. With loose stools, you are literally losing your nutrients as they haven't had a chance to be absorbed. Or constipation, which sees the uptake of the toxins that were meant to be taken out and can give us brain fog and lethargy, hormonal issues, etc. So really, you can see why people with gut issues feel low in mood or anxious. It's all linked. A healthy gut is a great start for a healthy mind. So so have a think about it and, you know, that's all part of ensuring that we can maintain this plant-based lifestyle. Now we're going to go through some specific nutrients to watch on a plant-based diet. And of course, the first one I'll talk about is iron because that's the best known one. Um, There's certain symptoms to look out for when it comes to low iron. So fatigue is a big one, pale skin, headaches, uh, impaired work performance and cognitive function. So if you're feeling like you're getting a bit of brain fog, 
You'll also have the inability to regulate your body temperature. So you might be cold. Um, you might have cravings for inedible things, poor oxygenation to the head. And I guess that's the brain fog back again. Poor immunity because you don't have the maturation of the lymphocytes without the iron. Irritability and easily emotional as the lack of oxygen starts to work on the nerves. So particularly in children, you'll see this. They might be confused. They'll also be emotional. Um but do know that with iron, you don't want to overdo it. You always want to make sure that you're working with a naturopath or health practitioner that knows what they're doing and knows how to read um, blood test results. Really, really important because if you overdo iron, um, you'll get a really upset gut followed by infections and joint pain, oxidative stress. It's, it's oxidizing basically iron to the body. Um, and an overload of it usually increases bacteria, not necessarily the good bacteria. And also our calcium decreases. So we really, we, as with anything we're talking about, it's all about the balance, looking out for what you need to, and then getting blood tests or working with your naturopath to ensure that you're getting it right. Do you know the liver and spleen actually hold on to iron and send it back into the system? So we actually do conserve iron well, believe it or not. Um, it's just, you know, if there was a condition or additional blood loss or on plant-based eating, if we have a lack of iron in the diet or an issue with absorption, like we discussed earlier with the, the stomach. Uh, okay, so... With food sources for iron, you're looking at your lentils, um, your seeds are pretty good too, and your green beans, and then your fermented foods as well, like your sauerkraut, um, your molasses, your apple cider vinegar even. Um, so basically any vitamin C will support the uptake of iron. And it's inhibited by calcium. Obviously, it's inhibited by the phytates as well that we talked about earlier, and so that's why we soak everything. Uh, with kids, we're really, really careful with iron supplements. So again, make sure that you're working with your naturopath because they um, it is often too inflammatory for them. And so we just need to work really gently. The second one we're going to talk about is zinc. So this might be even more important than iron. Um, it's involved in making genetic material. It's involved in your immune reactions, the transport of different vitamins, such as vitamin A. It's involved in taste perception, wound healing, the making of sperm, um, prostate and prostate fluid, normal development of the fetus. It's also associated with the hormone insulin, therefore involved in glucose metabolism. It makes all our enzymes, including our digestive enzymes. So this is certainly one to watch for everyone, in fact. Symptoms you're looking for, there's a number of different symptoms and, you know, really to take a good look at this, you're probably going to end up um, speaking to your naturopath about it. But you can look at things like stretch marks and ripping due to the structural role that zinc plays, uh, growth retardation um, or delayed sexual maturation, impaired immune function is a big one, hair loss. You know, a lot of people think of that as iron, but also zinc will play a role in this as well. Um, eye and skin lesions, loss of appetite. It makes a smell, sense of smell um, and taste change too. Um, they won't tolerate alcohol well as zinc detoxifies alcohol. Their wounds might, might not be healing, including eczema. It's very useful for eczema. The white spots are not the um, really clear white spots on the fingernails, but the fuzzy white ones um that will be zinc as well skin rashes can have a zinc component too 
Um, and yeah, you can actually see male pattern baldness and prostate issues as well. So testosterone without zinc causes that um, the DHT instead of the standard testosterone. Okay, so I love telling people to have their pumpkin seeds when it comes to zinc. To be honest, there's not a lot of uh, plant-based options that are really high in zinc. And this is why it's often something that we do end up supplementing with. You always need a, a bit of a break from zinc. You could probably, like in a multi, have a small amount of zinc every day because just to um, make up for the zinc that we do lack in our diet. But in terms of higher doses of zinc, don't have it ongoing. Make sure you're working with a practitioner on it. It's also rapidly depleted by alcohol. So if you know you've had big nights in, then you're probably quite low in zinc. And moving on, now we're going to talk about B12. So the functions of B12, it's another really vital nutrient because it's um, important for DNA and RNA synthesis. So it's vital for the body to enable constant replication of our cells. And it will be impacted again by that stomach function and low iron um, that we talked about earlier. Symptoms for B12, so it's a little more complex to see yourself and so speak to your naturopath about it. But it will include things like numbness in the feet or hands or tingling up the arms. This might also mean, by the way, that you need a B complex as all the Bs do work synergistically. So again, make sure you speak to your health practitioner. You might feel like your leg is made of wood, that it doesn't like quite belong to you or you lose that vibratory sense. There can be, if it's left long enough, there will be that gradual nervous nerve system damage. You'll also see fatigue and depression. So say, for example, if your iron is really quite good and, and your thyroid's functioning and everything else is good, it could be your B12 causing the fatigue, um, causing the low mood, impaired cognitive performance. The macrocytic anemia is the one that is related to B12 because B12 is required to make red blood cells. Uh, and you might have a sore tongue, a loss of appetite, constipation as well with low B12. Uh, you can probably tell from this, it is worth regularly getting um, levels of these nutrients and general bloods taken to ensure that you stay at optimal health. It really is important. And if there is any underlying issue, obviously that that is addressed as well. Make sure to, you know, that your lifestyle is conducive to help. We haven't touched on that yet, but I am assuming with all of this, that there's plenty of lifestyle of exercise, sorry, uh, stress relief, a balanced lifestyle, basically. Um, will all assist. So with B12, again, this is one just like zinc, you can't really get on a plant-based diet. You will get it from, with vegetarians, you'll get it from eggs, you'll get a little bit from cheese. Um, you will get it from fortified nutritional yeast or other fortified foods with the B12, but it's one that you really need to keep on top of and you need to be watching and then taking a good B12 supplement. There's lots of better options available now, like lots of liposomal options that um, we can use with our clients now to ensure that we really get the, your B12 levels at a good, at a, um, good state. The... I will just quickly touch on omega-3. So our bodies do need a balance of the omegas, um, which most are made by the body itself, except for the omega-3 and 6. And we get plenty of the omega-6 as it needs. Um, you know, this is in your other oils, such as your olive oil. So omega-6 is generally okay. 
But omega-3, if we're not getting the right balance, we're not getting enough of the omega-3, the symptoms will include aches and pains, including period pain. Um, Also the dry skin or like scaly scalp and dandruff. Um, Also cognitive function as well when it comes to omega-3. And as I said earlier, there is now that microalgae, which is a source that the fish eat um, and it's high in omega-3. And so that's a vegan product. There's also flaxseed available as well. Right, so we've covered so much today. I hope if you need to listen to this again, please do. Or if you've got any questions, please, please ask us. Um, You know, our digestive function is vital as a plant-based eater because sometimes we're doing the work that the animals would have already done. And that's why it's a little bit of work, but it's so worth it. It's such a rich, um, you know, lifestyle really and rich and rewarding (laughs) and beautiful like I love we've got goats and we've got chickens and we've got we've got bees as well um and a dog and it's just so beautiful to know that we love them and we don't eat their friends and we feel good about it you know it's a feel-good thing isn't it eating plant-based options it makes you feel great about what you're doing for the planet and what you're doing for your fellow human beings and animals so i really do hope that this has helped you today um and you know as i've said there are definitely times that you'll where you'll need to supplement and there's certain things that you'll need to supplement on so please come and have a chat to us or your naturopath um and get into a good you know habit that's all it is it's like before i go to bed thinking about what i need to you know get out for the next day it's about having the right tools as well you know i love my pressure cooker and that's why i can cook a meal in the morning like brown rice only takes me about five minutes you know the beans might take a little bit longer maybe eight minutes but if you're just using a saucepan they take about an hour because we're not buying the canned foods we're buying the um and hopefully in bulk you're buying all those legumes and whole grains and beans and then you're soaking them so they can take a bit to cook. So a pressure cooker is fantastic. It's well worth the investment and you'll be making delicious meals in no time with them. Um, another question actually that I do get asked quite a bit is in terms of protein powders. These are okay. I do actually often find if it's a, for example, like a porridge that you're having or a smoothie that you're having for breakfast, that to put some protein powder in there is is a good idea to ensure that you've got enough protein. Yeah, add your nuts and seeds as well, but a little bit of protein powder is okay, but it must have enzymes in it and must be easy for the body to really break down because always remember there's less stomach acid. So, and protein is the most difficult thing to break down. So make sure that it's easy. If it's for kids as well, you need to be particularly careful and make sure that it's a family one like um, the Neutral Organics one that we have at the shop. My favorite at the moment is the almond protein because it's nice and easy to digest and smooth and um, creamy and feels good. Like you don't know, you know how sometimes you'll have a protein powder and you just, you can feel it, you know, it's um, it's a bit heavy on the system. Whereas the almond protein is, it doesn't have that heaviness, I find. I hope that's helped you today. I know we've covered a lot. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it and really love your questions as well. So look forward to hearing from you. Have a great day. 
We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Inspiring Healthy Changes. And as always, we'd love to hear what you think. 